Welcome to Postcast as the Utah Jazz blow out the Indiana Pacers tonight by the final score of 139-119. to The game was tied at 54, and then the Utah Jazz went on a 17-0 run and never relented. A lot of guys stood out. We'll be talking about it tonight and how the Jazz showed they are the more sustainable of the upstart teams. It's all coming up on tonight's edition of Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone, and let's go back to it. It's tied at 54. The Jazz had had a really, really good first quarter. The Pacers had worked their way back. Pacers were 30th in the NBA in first quarters. They're third in the league in second quarters. It kind of felt like this was a normal game. And then all of a sudden the Jazz went on a 19-0 or 17-0 run. What did you see? Well, I just saw them starting to make some shots, David, running, uh, getting ahead of the defense and, and coming up with some, some transition points here. They were struggling as far as transition points, but they were all in their first quarter. But they were all, but they were getting the secondary break type points early in in the ball game. So the transition points I thought were starting to come alive. Not necessarily transition points, but early offensive points, which means you're pushing the ball up the floor and you're automatically getting into something. Ron, this we're 26 games in the season. Like you, mm-hmm. you're, you are now kind of who you are. Right. Um, this Jazz team is the fourth best offensive team in the NBA. I, I got to be we've talked about this a few times before. There's nothing more stunning to me than this team being the fourth-ranked offense in the NBA. I did not see that without Donovan Mitchell, without Rudy Gobert, even with Lowry Marketing, who's just a vastly different player than we thought he was going to be. But I, I just didn't see it. And, and, I, and what's interesting to me a little bit is in the early part of the season, they did it because they just grabbed so many offensive rebounds. And so my feeling at that time was like, yeah, that's not particularly sustainable. Like, you can't be grabbing 14 and 16 offensive rebounds a game. Teams will teams can take that away. Now they're not. Now they're grabbing like six, seven, eight offensive rebounds, and they're still the fourth best offensive team. And tonight they were just a offense. They, I mean, they just executed literally the Indiana Pacers at points in this game. How are they doing this offense? Well, Will has said that the execution of this offense collectively is is going to have to carry this basketball team and make and, and continue to you know make this a, a very good team because of the. Uh, they spreading the floor and, and the, the offense works because of that. I mean, moving the basketball, breaking the defense down, and the looks that they get, they play free. And, and I think that's probably the, the confidence level from these guys, knowing that, you know, whatever, some of the things they're doing out there on the floor, they're, they're not afraid to make a mistake, then the coach is going to pull them out and chew them out, you know, that type of thing. But they really um, just, you know, play that way and get, the, get off to a good start. I think the way the Jazz start off in that first quarter, it seemed like in every ball game, the the movement and, and the types of shots that they're getting and, and the energy level is, is something that hopefully continues to carry over into the second, third, and fourth quarter and, and not take that dive there in that second quarter. Jazz then uh, did not let up. They led by double digits for maybe the entire second half. I kind of at one point used a hot run line that they yo-yoed. And what I meant by that when I said they yo-yoed was they literally just kind of let the lead go, and then they pulled it back, and then they let it go, and they pulled it back. They were in complete control uh, the entire night, which is interesting in the sense, Ron, that these were two teams who are both the upstarts. They are the f- Indiana's fourth in the East. They're the surprise team of the East. We're the surprise team of the West. If you had to choose tonight, it looked like one of these two is far more sustainable than the other. Yeah, one of these teams, and particularly the Jazz, is so far ahead, I, I think, of the Pacers um, and and. And I say that because of the consistency in their play. Um, the even though 
you can look at that lineup and that unit that the Pacers have. They have some athletes over there, guys that can, you know, they can play uh, a couple of different ways, but the Jazz have a system that complements the players that they have, and boy, do they use it very well. I mean, the guys, it's just, it's just again, I'm repeating what I hear from a lot of coaches and commentators, um, radio announcers, TV announcers, those type of thing, how fun the Jazz are to watch. So, uh, I'm falling into that as well. One note on the Pacers that's interesting. Like Tyrese Halliburton, who does have a groin issue, we didn't know if he was going to play, goes 5 of 16. He's now over, he came in in the last five games shooting 38% from the field and 30, 29% from three. This is now a six-game stretch for him where he is shooting really, really poorly, and you wonder whether Halliburton's wearing out a little bit. Because um, he was not impactful tonight. The Jazz Or the Jazz had a really good game plan. And that leads to the other thing. All my notes up there about are offense-related, and, and it did feel very offensive tonight when you score 139 points. But it is relevant that through three quarters, the Jazz had held the Pacers to below a point of possession defensively, which is what our old standard was when we had Rudy. This was the best defensive game of the year by the Jazz by a long shot. It took them out of everything that they were trying to do, and, and I, would like you, was looking for something different or spectacular out of Halliburton after what, everything we've heard and, and the way he's been playing. What was that, 40 assists and no turnovers and, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, and I think a lot of what he was trying to do today, uh, tonight, didn't work because of the way the Jazz were able to defend him. He was on the floor 30 minutes. Only took 16 shots, uh, but I think more importantly, only four assists in that game. Yeah, he only had one for a long, long time. He yeah. came in averaging 13 over the last five, 11. Leads the league, I think. On yeah. the season, yeah. And he passes. Uh, this is a team that has the most passes, and Halliburton's led the most passes to three-point shooters. So interesting to see the Jazz just completely take them out of what they're doing. It's probably some of the defensive stars are probably as important as the offensive stars on a massive offensive night of 139 points. Walker Kessler is going to get a lot of accolades tonight. His numbers are big, and they, he was good. 20 uh, points tonight, 11 rebounds. Uh, maybe most noticeably is that he checked in and I think about the five, six-minute mark of the fourth quarter and played uh, for about 13, 14 straight minutes. Yeah, he got uh, season-high minutes tonight. Um, and I look for his minutes to continue to increase uh, to the point where he's getting 16, 17, 18 minutes of ball game consistently, uh, especially if he's uh, staying on the floor and, and not making a lot of mistakes. Uh, that rotation with that front line with, with Marketing, uh, Linick, and, and Kessler uh, is, is really starting to click and make some things happen. All right. A uh, lot of conversation about you know how we do without Mike Conley. Really interesting move by Will Hardy. Last game, Nikhil Alexander-Walker plays. Taylor Horton-Tucker doesn't play. Tonight, Taylor Horton-Tucker plays. I actually thought it was really good. Didn't have nearly the turnover problems he had before. His plus-minus was fabulous tonight, where he was at least pretty good. But he was plus 26. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker doesn't play. How is Will Hardy making these choices? I got no idea. <clears throat> At first, when I was looking, I said, maybe it's the lineup, and maybe it's the guys that he's going to be playing against or something like that. And, and this is, uh, I don't know, maybe it's his way of, of making sure that the guys have enough confidence and, and he's trying to, uh, to determine what guy, which one of those guys he wants to keep in the rotation for a certain amount of time. I mean, there's, I don't know what it could be, but Tucker came in. Entirely different players. I think his first two possessions was assist for a three-point shot or something like that uh, before he even scored a point. So it's it's 
if he plays that way and, and, and plays pretty much under control, I think uh, those minutes will go to him. Two lobs to Walker Kessler as well in mm-hmm. the ballgame. Uh, let's not just get mundanely bored with 24 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, a steal, a plus 19 in 33 minutes by Lowry Marketing. Yeah. Two or three of his shots tonight. I mean, a three from the corner on a quick release at seven feet and a step-back jab-step three from the top. And then a left-handed layup, which is not his natural hand in traffic. I mean, he is making plays on a nightly basis that are just, wow. Totally awesome. Don't forget the the, uh, the fast break that he led uh, on, on an occasion that led to a bucket there for the Jazz, making the right play, making the right decision anyway, uh, passing the basketball. And... and that was uh, it just shows that his versatility, his skill level, uh, I just like the fact that the way he gets the Jazz off to a good start in that first quarter. 12 points the other night, uh, and then again, 12 points again tonight in, in that first quarter. I think he had 12 in the first yep. quarter, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and it just gets himself going early, gets the team going early, and, and, and they usually outscore their opponents in that first quarter. Jazz led by 11 after the first. They had only allowed the Pacers in a transition 11% of possessions. The Pacers usually are about 19%. They've only had two offensive rebounds. So the Jazz beginning to solve many of the problems that they've had that have led to the five-game losing streak and learning how to play in different ways. Tip of the hat to Malik Beasley, who had been shooting below 30% from three without Mike Conley. He buried three threes in that first quarter that were vitals. The Jazz went up by 11. Jazz led by 16 at the half. They led by 20 after three, and they win it by 20 tonight. All right, two stars, Ron Boone. I think it's pretty easy tonight. You know, Kessler definitely has to be one, and the other definitely is going to be marketing. That definitely, you had to say something really quickly because you weren't that sure all of a sudden. I could feel it. It has to be marketing? Well, yeah, for what me about it Malik does. Beasley's four threes, five rebounds, and plus 23. I like marketing. I do too. Eight of 15 from the field, five of nine from three, three of four, two rebounds, 11 defensive rebounds, three assists, a steal. Plus 19 in 24 minutes. Ron's right. It's definitely Larry Marketing. I'm just still mad he dumped an ice bucket on my head today. You still feel that? I was cold for a long time. Go home and turn the heat up or something. Your body temperature had to drop. Yes. I got cryotherapy without meaning to today. Have a great one. Did they show that on TV today? They did show it, I believe, on TV. If you've not seen it, hopefully we'll have ways to see it. He threw an ice bucket on my head today. Not nice. Not with ice water. Yeah. Yes. It was cold. And what did you say about doing it? I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry, You know sorry, what my David. wife said? <laughs> I wish I could do you that. Wish that. <laughs> See ya. 